Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into August here in Old Town, Alexandria. Chick Hernandez, Fred Smoot, and the Amish one, our producer, Cy Fenwick. And the best part about this, every time I do this, is people are eating their meals, and they look and go, what in the hell just is happened. going on? I just saw, I just saw the look on his face right. like, I'm not supposed to be here with this guy. Like, Why are you doing this? I was just here, this? and everything was great, yeah. and all of a sudden, some douchebag is talking in the bathroom. People are here with their dates. Some people are here with people they're not supposed to be here with. So just know this, a live show on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Young man out there. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing out there? Yeah, yeah, They're out yeah. there. What's up? What's up? What's yeah, up? And this is actually a warm night. We lucked up. What are you, warm? Compared to what it usually feel like at this You're time from Mississippi. Year? This shit ain't warm. This is warm. I'm sorry. Come on. I played in it. it I know how warm. it feels. In January, you usually get cold here. Come on, man. It is wild card weekend. The Washington football team getting set to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, slated to come on our show is the one, the only swaggy, Chris Baker, former D lineman for the Washington football team, and Jason Campbell, mm-hmm. former quarterback Jay for Cam. the Washington football team. So that's a great matchup, D-line versus quarterback in this game. And if you haven't heard, and I'm sure you have because you're all on your phones, Alex Smith will not be dressed tonight for the Washington football team. It will be Taylor Heineke. Last call for alcohol. <laughs> Heineken. That's what I tell him. Hey, Unbelievable. Hey, 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 once they get that last call for alcohol, what you say? Hand me a Heineken. I'm fine. You're fine with I'm, that? Hand me a Heineken. Because guess what? The one thing you're forgetting about him, chick, is he knows. That's what I should do, bartender. Bring me a Heineken. All right, at the end of the day, you know that he knows this offense because he played in in Carolina. He did. All right, he so did. we're not bringing the guy in off the street that don't know and have two weeks to learn the offense. We're bringing the guy that just been waiting oh. for his chance to ball out. And don't forget, he went to Old Dominion, chick. He did. Four, yeah. four weeks ago, this guy was studying. He was doing final exams. Now he is getting ready to face Tom Brady. By the way, did you notice that the Amish walked over here and turned on his microphone? Because the guy wearing a pea coat. He, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, he looking different today. Like, he does. He's look, he he looking head. like, you know, Amish. He broke off the land. All he, business. You, you know All business that, today. They get that couple of years off to do whatever they want to. That's he, br- what he, he brushed yep. his hair, too. He got some brush on his hair. That's nice. Oh, thank put, you. Appreciate put a, that. Put a yeah. comb to the head. Yeah. Um, but four weeks ago, Taylor Heineke was studying at Old Dominion. And now he's getting ready to face Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time in yep. National Football League history, trying to get extend himself in a playoff game. I, in a season of improbabilities with Dwayne Haskins being relieved fired, of his duties. Fired. Fired. Totally fired. 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 Your quarter, your head coach fighting cancer and beating the shit out of it. Pardon my French for those who are listening, by the way. Yep, sorry. Yep, yep. Uh, gosh, what else in this organization? Uh, the organization that off the field has had some serious issues continuing. You got owners fighting amongst owners. That's fun. And here you are. You got a playoff game against the Tampa Buccaneers. Here, and now as you can tell, Jason Campbell has joined the frame. Hopefully Baker will come back here momentarily. But Jason Campbell joins us with the finally quaffed hairdo he's got working. He's got more hair. Say what you want to say truthfully about his head. Do not say safely crop. See, that's politically correct. You're a politician. Say what you want to say about Jason's head. No, it's nice. It's different, and you don't know what to say about it. You thought he would have grew that while he was in his 20s, but now he's growing it in his 40s, and that's different. Hey, man. 
Thank y'all for having me back on the show again. I know y'all miss me. No question. Hey, Smooth, I'm going to see you some of my hair, Smooth. You know, I know you wish you can get that curly hair. Yep. And, uh, you know, grow up here. It's just not- Oh, no, so, you need to. You need, oh, yeah, no, you, you know, need to sit. You're rocking the baby face. Get rocking the baby face like Sinbad. So, you know, we're going to let him. No, you need to send, you need to donate some, donate some of that hair to uh, Robert Royal and Rock Cartwright. Oh. You know, our fellow partners and Chick Hernandez. Wow. Yeah, he their needs hair. hair. He needs yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Jesus give him a free haircut every this Thursday. Bull. What are you talking about? I can grow a full head. Introductions, Jason Campbell, Chris Baker, Chris Baker, <laughs> Jason Campbell. What's going Hold on, on, Jason, man? How you doing, bro? What's going on, baby? You doing all right, man? I'm chilling, baby. Yeah, he's getting ready to Happy cook his groceries. Year, we got you two here. Happy so, um, and, yeah. and Jason, uh, Chris just talked about getting Tom Brady uncomfortable. You played the position. What's the difference uh, for a quarterback when you keep feeling that pressure and getting tapped as opposed to having a clean pocket? Oh, it's a huge difference. You know, you got that, that that time clock goes off your head. As soon as someone gets to you a little quicker than you thought, you think so, all of a sudden you feel like you got to speed up your throws. You got to speed up your, your read coverages. Sometimes you may feel like you may have not have time to get the number three in the progression. So, you know, you kind of look at the pre-snap. You kind of say, okay, I'm going to go here pre-snap. But if they, if they, you know, try to roll it, go to something different at the snap, I know exactly where I'm going to number two because – you know, of course, Chase Young, I feel like, you know, he's going to have a big game tonight. I think Montez is going to have a big game tonight. I even think Kerrigan is going to come in and, uh, you know, get those guys a big game. So, uh, I think from a defensive front standpoint, I, I think uh, Tampa's a little bit worried uh, from, you know, that Ken Brady. Can Brady get some of his passes off? Uh, the one thing about Brady, everyone knows he likes to be in his spot. And what I mean by that, he likes to stay right in that pocket and just slide and move within the pocket. He's not a guy that's real athletic that's trying to get out and, and make plays on the run. But he just makes those subtle moves within the pocket to buy himself time. So if one guy makes him step up in the pocket, the D line got to be ready to push the pocket up the middle, so he doesn't, so he can't step into his throws. Yeah, and Jay, that's and that was I, the most important part you said, man, about uh, not allowing him to step up in the middle, because um, you know my rookie year, I had Josh McDaniels as my head coach in Denver, and our first game was against the Patriots, and our game plan was to send a bunch of double-A got blitz, or at least show double-A got blitz, just so that we could get that pressure up the middle because he knew Tom Brady wasn't going to escape out the pocket left to the right, but he wanted to step up into the middle. And that's his whole ball game, just to buy enough time, step up and make that throw. Whether it's a deep throw or the underneath throw, he needs to step up. And once you uh, get up by his feet and you hit him a couple of times, then he really gets uncomfortable, and that's when he gets pissed. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. I, like I said, uh, I feel like Payne and Allen and Settle are the most important guys on the defensive line tonight because that A and that B gap uh, pressure is what's going to make him uncomfortable and answer. But, Jason, I got to ask you this. All right, we got Tyler Heineke at quarterback. We got a quarterback that hasn't played many games, but he did get in there and show me a little fire the time he got in there. He's a little bit more mobile, especially than Alex is right now, but a guy that was at the Panthers last year that knows this playbook. If you're the player, caller today. Of course we're going to run the ball with Gibson a lot because I think the best defense is the run game. If you make Tom watch the football game, that's the best defense. If you're calling the game tonight, how are you trying to set the offense up? Truth be told, I'm going to go look at the, you know, it's too late for them to look at the Buffalo game today, but you saw how Buffalo used Josh Allen a lot today in the run game. Uh, 
uh, mm. early in the first half, and it made a huge difference in that Indianapolis Colts playoff game. Uh, I think you, you know, realize what he does best, and I think, you know, get the kid outside the pocket. You know Ty Bowles is going to bring blitzes, uh, so you want to try to move him away from the rush sometimes. And, and the thing they, that Washington has going for them tonight is, you know, Tampa don't have enough film on this kid. Like, they, mm-hmm. they don't have – they didn't really – study off of them. So they really don't know what they're going to get, you know. So I think uh, you will see some of those deep in-cut routes. Uh, that's what, you know, um, coach like to do all the time. Noah Turner did when I played for him. So his son being Scott, I know he wants to throw those deep in-cuts. You know, they just haven't had opportunity to do it, uh, you know, here recently. But I think since this kid knows the system a little bit more and Alex couldn't do it because of his leg, uh, I just feel like, you know, you're going to see some things tonight that you probably haven't seen all season. Uh, just because of the simple fact that what you got to lose, you know, like yeah. you're playing with a quarterback that that pretty much was third string and uh, never really started many play- regular season games, much right. less now he's starting to play all game. You know, I'd say you just throw him out there and, and call everything, you know, go, <laughs> go, hey, like, you know, get involved in some read plays, like make them have to make some decisions at defense end. On, on trying to key the quarterback and key the running back, just use everybody to your advantage tonight. That's what I would do if I was Scott Turner. Mm-hmm. And Baker, uh, so you have a – you're on the D-line and you got a quarterback who you really haven't seen before. You're going to get taped this week on his mobility. That's about it. But – so how do you attack and how do you make sure that a young guy who you don't know much about doesn't hurt you? Uh, man, you're trying to get at them early, man. The earlier the better. Um, as, as soon as you can get in his head and knock him down a few times, get a couple of sacks, make him think about the rush, that's the best thing that you can do as an offensive lineman, especially with a young quarterback. Um, I remember my game against um, the Chicago Bears. Um, we had uh, I, I had hurt uh, Jay Cutler on my first career sack, and then his backup came in. We were like, oh, we really got to get after him. But his backup came in there and had some success and wanted him having like, 300 yards and had 100 yards rushing, but we didn't know the what the heck to do. You know what I mean? So, right. Who was the backup? Josh, I, I think I think it was Josh McCown. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll do it. Yeah, it yeah. Josh McCown. He came, you know, almost had 100 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. I was like, what the heck? We got the backup, and we supposed to eat, mm-hmm. but we didn't know what the game plan for. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it worked in their advantage. He wanted to win in the game, but he had a hell of a game as a, a quarterback that we didn't have film. Yep, that happens all the time. And this is what I feel going to be a big edge for us tonight. Think about it, fellas. Who's the pressure really on? I think the pressure is on Bruce Arians and, and, and Tom Brady, the GOAT. I think if you're in the Washington locker room, they in there like people say we shouldn't even be here. People don't respect us. We got a third-screen quarterback. We're 79. We won the division. Uh, 80% of the team is under the age 25. Like, I think with them being able to play loose, who do you think it gives the edge to, and who do you think the pressure is on? Do you think the pressure is on Coach Rivera in Washington, or do you think the pressure is on Tom Brady? Well, the pressure is on Tom Brady and uh, the pay. Uh, I'm about to say the Patriots, Tom <laughs> Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah, you know, uh, no doubt because they always said this can be the first team to play the first home game in the Super Bowl in NFL history. So you know they got that in the back of their minds, and you know how can they? win this game, win the next game, and try to win the conference and, and get the Super Bowl in Tampa, you know. So the pressure's on them because Brady came there for this. He didn't come there just to be changing teams. Like, they geared up and gave him the best receiving core pretty much in the NFL for a reason. Um, you know, it's to compete for championships. You know, they know he only has maybe matched two to three years. 
uh, left at this thing. And, uh, you know, Brady's chopping at the bits to get one without Belichick. So we'll see. Yeah. Bake, what you feel? Who you feel got the edge and who you feel the pressure's on? Man, I feel the pressure is on Brady, man. You know, we all know him to be the GOAT. And we know Tom Brady to be, you know, fitting in these type of games. But anytime you're going to the playoffs, anytime you're going and getting ready for the Super Bowl. You want no other quarterback than Tom Brady because of the success that he's had so far in his career. Um, but uh, hopefully today, you know, things take a change, uh, take a turn for the good. You know, hopefully we can get after him and, and get this W. You know, we do have a lot of pressure on us too, in a sense, because we haven't won a playoff game in so long. You know? Hundred right. years. Um, it's been a hundred years exactly since we won a playoff game. Not hundred years. Hundred years exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think it's I think it's been since 05. That was the last playoff win in Tampa, right? When Sean T picked the ball up. So that's a hundred years. Yep. That's that's in football years, that's a hundred years. That's a whole football career. Oh Lord. I'm not sure you can hear, but that's another the, table's come in, so I mean make a little more difficult to hear you. That's my rookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man, it wouldn't be, be no playoff atmosphere without a little noise up in here. I get the, Come on, it got to be a little noise up in here. I hate when it's quiet. The internal alcohol rub has begun, by the way. Congratulations to us all. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I need, I need some Casamigos. Yes, you do. And I know you will tonight for dinner. <laughs> um, you guys, and I've talk, I talk to Fred every week. You guys played for this franchise, and you played... When the circus was in town, you had so much bullshit take place while you played. So now you're sitting there watching this team. You've seen the moves they made to bring in Ron Rivera, the, the comeback of Alex Smith, the firing of Dwayne Haskins. You've watched this take place. What's your source or sense of pride in the Burgundy and Gold and watching what they're accomplishing? Jason? Yeah, I can say, you know, I was there as a, it was a full circus going on. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's done yet, but you can tell that there is a general manager in place. And I think that's what we was missing. Uh, you know, yes, we had Venice Serrato, but I think Venice Serrato was pretty much someone that Dan could tell, you know, pretty much what to do. You know, like, uh, but I think once you have a GM, you actually turn it over to him. Now you're taking your hands out of it and you're letting the GM do what he's supposed to do, you know, draft guys, build guys, mold guys together. You know, everyone, you know, some guys, when you're in the business world like Dan, everything was always instantly, you, you make money. You know, you right. made money instantly. You invest here, you make a lot invest there, you make a lot of money quickly. Well, you in football, you got to build football teams. And uh, and I think he needed a GM to be in his ear, you know, someone that he could trust and say, hey, you know, just let me have this part. You know, you just be the CEO, but let me do this part. And I think that's what's, that's what you're seeing by the fact that he went and got Coach Rivera, you know, a guy that's not far removed from the Super Bowl, you know, mm -hmm. went to the playoffs, yep. uh, you know. He played football. To, he played life. football too, Jay. Right. Yeah, he played the game. And uh, you can tell that he's giving him full control because you cut a first-round draft pick, 15 overall, in his second year, like, pretty much. So that goes to show you that they're trying to deal with no-nonsense type stuff no more. They're really trying to change the culture and uh, and let the GM do his job. Bank? I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, too, because I just had a gummy. I don't know what you Your sense of pride in the organization <laughs> and what they've accomplished here when... It's the most improbable season. This is funny as shit, by the way. Shit, I forgot the question. Hey, hey, Make sure that's in the podcast. Real. That's in the podcast. But what's your <laughs> sense of pride in this organization? 
Man, I'm, I'm super proud, man, just to see, you know, all the adversity that we uh, went through as a team. Um, you know, most teams will fold. Um, and, and to see us uh, continue to find a way to win, it may have not been, you know, the, uh, the prettiest way to win, but we found a way to win. And we didn't win a lot, but we won enough in order to get into the playoffs and have a shot. You know what I mean? So our record may be 7-9, but once the playoffs start, everybody is 0-0. Zero zero. What you did in the regular season is no longer um, – you know, it doesn't matter anymore because it's one game and you out. So you just got to be good on that day. You have to be the best team, the best player that day. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like with, I feel like with all that's happened with our team, you know, there, there's nothing we haven't been through. You know what I mean? So it's just like let's just go out there and play. We got a bunch of young guys that's hungry, and they don't they don't even have any uh, playoff experience per se mm -hmm. because they're so young. You know what yep. I mean? So it's just going out there and just playing balls to the wall and just go on there and make things happen. Um, but when you see all the things that we um, had to go through with our um, our coach having cancer yeah. and then he recovered from that and then mm -hmm. you know losing a quarterback and we just kept ticking, nothing ever stopped. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, we, it was like, oh, this team is done with it. It's over. That was never the feeling, especially the way the conference was this year. A lot of the teams didn't have a lot of success, but we just kept ticking and ticking and ticking. And next thing you know, it was in first place and we held on we pretty much been in the playoffs since like week thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. a must-win game. You know what I mean? So, you know, we've been in that playoff mindset. So hopefully that just continues to go on tonight as we get get ready to beat these Buccaneers. Hello. Yep. And everybody's talking. And of course, Chase Young went out and talked that trash. You know, I love a good that's, little trash. That's not talking. even trash though. That's you're supposed to talk that way. No, I think he said what was on his heart. Like, like yeah. I can't, I, I can't get ready to play. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't. I want to play the goat. Like I told him when I came to the league, and if you'd have told me my first playoff game was gonna be Jerry Rice, I'm gonna be like, come on, give me some of that goat. I need some of that that goat. So at the end of the day, I'm not mad at him. I think it shows where they at, and I don't think it was offensive. Do y'all think it was? Uh, how should they say some locker room? Juice for Tampa, or do you think they just shrugging it out? I, I, I think the media made it more uh, uh, of, of a, a headline than it was supposed to be. I mean, if you're a young guy and you're getting ready to play, quote unquote, the GOAT, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to say. You know what I mean? Like, the, the guy is ready to go. He's been having a hell of a season. He's been getting after every left tackle that he's played against, man. He, he hyped, he ready, man. And this, and this is what you want from your defensive line because everybody feeds off his energy. And this is one of the first times I've seen, you know, one player, like, control the whole energy of the team. It's like when Chase when Chase is going, the whole team is going. And when mm -hmm. the team is down, he's the one getting them hyped. I'm like, when the hell are you going to sit down and, and rest and get ready for the next series? He's yeah. up next to the referee. Right. He's watching the game. Hyped. He's not resting. And so the team feed off his energy. Right. And Jason, you don't mind. Jason, you're the quarterback. You don't mind some guy saying, I want Jason Campbell, I want Tom Brady. That's what's expected, right? What you expect? He's a competitor. What you want him to say? Then he's gonna come out there and stand up like a like a stop sign and just let you do whatever you just go by me if you want to when you're ready. Like of course, of course you want him to come and say, I want Brady. You know, like that's that sends a message to the rest of your teammates. And then you think about it like uh and plus he went to Ohio State. Brady went to Michigan, so it's still mm -hmm. in his blood, you know, yep. he, he, he coming that ash, as we say. So, you know, I, I think uh Chase is a young guy beyond his years, put it that way. Like He's a guy that I already feel like he's been in the league four or five years. He's like the way right. leader on that defense, like you don't really look at a rookie like that. You know what I'm saying? But this guy, he brings a different energy. Like I say, if you do what you got to do on the field, then everybody watch what you do. 
you can be a leader as a rookie and still run the ship because people respect you. I think right. Chase got that. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, the Rams will advance in the playoffs with their second-string quarterback, Jared Goff, under center after Wolford <laughs> took a hell of a hit. Um, and somebody on Facebook, we got two things. Somebody from Guam is watching. Somebody from Guam is watching live we, on Facebook. We got a lot of respect right now. Chief. That's right. And Lola St. Paul says, I see Baker is skinny, skinny. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. I'm still, I'm, our, I'm, still, I'm still in the 290 club, but, you know, I'm, I'm not in the 330 club no more. Yeah. <laughs> you got up there. You were up there yeah. for a while, but you had to be. You had to be. To, and that, yeah, in the league, really, you got to be that heavy. When I first got to Washington, when I first got to Washington, uh, coming from Miami, I was like uh, 340-something because I was coming off of uh, – Yeah, because I was coming off of um, – uh, what, what I have? I had, I had a scope surgery. And when I had my scope surgery, I wasn't really able to train. And, you know, I'm just a big guy by nature. And so I just wanted to gain in weight. And then uh, when I started the rehab process and, and getting back in shape, my first workout was when I, I actually worked out with the team to try and make the team. And that was my first time working out on grass from the rehab and stuff. But, you know, after I started playing, the weight came down. I wasn't trying to get fined, so I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What is, stand up. You see, huh? What are you saying, Jason? I said, tell Smoot to stand up. You see a Santa Claus stomach. Hey, well, first of all, I got a six pack. I got a six pack in the front and the back. See, that's the difference in me. Yeah, I got six pack in the front and the back. It's fine with me, Jay. Jason. You knew I was always the skinniest guy when we played. So when we all retired, I haven't gained but what six, seven pounds. I'm still at one ninety. I'm running. Hey, Jay, check this out. If COVID wouldn't hit, I'd be running down the beach in slow motion right now. If COVID wouldn't hit. Hey, listen, I've got a 12-pack in my trunk of my car, not my trunk. So I'm carrying. Don't think I'm not carrying. What is, by the way, what is the fine, Baker, for being overweight? What kind of fine are we talking about? Oh, man, it was like dollars a, uh, a pound. A what? Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what. i tell you what. My rookie year, I'll tell you the funny story. My rookie year, um, I, I knew they gave me a weight to report for but, I, you know, I was working my ass off, but I was undrafted, so I knew I had to, you know, come into uh, camp in shape. So they told me my weight was uh, 320. And so, like, I was like 323, 324, but, I, you know, I, I was in good shape. You know, I right. passed my conditioning test, so I'm feeling good about myself. So I go outside, we, pa uh, we run the conditioning test, we had three 300s, I passed it, the flying colors. I come back in the locker room, it's a little... <laughs> no on my locker. I'm like, what's this? And I open it up, man. They don't find me for every pound that I was over. My first, pre my first preseason check, I got no money. Always from my my my, my fine. And from that point, from that point, I, I made it a point to make sure I go to the 24 hour fitness the day before or the morning of uh, weigh-ins to make sure I make weight so they don't take my money. <laughs> my God! Yeah, oh no, they'll find hey, they, 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 the quicker they give you the check, they find ways to get it back. Cause right. Marty Schottenheimer find oh me for God, one fourth of my salary my rookie year. Uh, by the way, Josh was, Morgan Senior 
Josh Morgan Sr. is on Facebook watching. He says, Chick, what up? Smoot, Big Bake, what's good? Jason, seeing that Auburn 17, take me back to wearing that number 17, Virginia Tech versus Auburn 2004 Sugar Bowl. Glad to see, glad to see you doing well, Kings. So, Jason, uh, Josh oh, Morgan man. chiming in from oh, he's in oh, the area. What Jay Morg now? Do a What's lot of stuff. Jay Moore, great in the community. That's why I love him. I see every time I pop up thinking I'm the only guy there doing community work, here comes Josh Moore. Yeah. It just, just ruined him. You know, sometimes it just don't need to be but one of us around. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Here comes Jay Moore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give me. That's my dog, man. I miss Jay Moore. Yeah, yeah. No question. He came on the show earlier this year. All right, so Jason Campbell, give me the one player. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start with, with Amish. I'm going to give the athletes Yeah, believe it or not, fellas. Look what Chick did to us. We have a Amish tech guy. Yeah, right? A guy okay. that rode a horse here today does our technical <laughs> things. And then we wonder why we always losing calls. So I'm going to do shout out to Cy Fenwick. He got a People think I'm actually day. Amish. I don't understand. People legitimately think I'm Amish now because yeah. of you two gentlemen here. So this, thank you for that. that I appreciate that. This not an Andrew Luck beard. This is not an beard. This is not an Andrew Luck beard. I saw a, I saw a horse and buggy outside Old Town Alexandria. That's all I'm going to say. I'm gonna well, let, you I'm don't gonna have to be Amish first, to enjoy that. But I want you to think of the one player... Look, let's be honest. You guys played the game. When you look at it, then Burgundy Gold's not supposed to win. So give me the one player that makes a difference in this game. And we'll start with the Ravens fan, Amish. What's the one player Mm -hmm. you think, and it it can be an obvious choice or not so obvious? I'll go, I mean, I'll I'll go the easy route. I'll say Chase Young, strip sack. Okay, Chase Young. It, it didn't take a PhD to try to figure that out. They want you to dig deeper. <laughs> no. I'm gonna give you. Somebody. I don't have technology apparently because you know, I'm Amish, you, you, I guess. You you know, know, yeah, so you know, I have you to go with the easy answer. I'm from Mississippi. We all adjust to things. All right, check this out. No, My no. guy, I'm gonna go with is Antonio Gibson because he can play offense and he can play defense. He can drip that clock by running the ball and ball control. He can play defense by keeping Tom Brady over there on that bitch. Right, he can change the game because he can not only catch the ball out the backfield. He can run up and through that B-gap. And don't forget, the middle linebacker, David White, he's out tonight, and nobody's talking. He's one of the best linebackers in the league. I think we'll take advantage of that. Gibson is the guy. You're the guy. All right, Chris Baker, who's your one guy? Terry. Terry McCauley. He's the best wide receiver out there, man. I'm yep. going with him, man. He's going to be the X-Factor tonight. Nobody's going to see Heineken throwing him that deep ball, but he... He's going to be the expert. I mean, he's going to make it happen tonight. He's been doing it all year, especially when he's healthy. You know, he's he's definitely going to be the expert. He, he's going to be our guy for tonight to help us get over the hump. Ooh, Baker say last call for alcohol. Interesting. Heineke. Heineke to McLaurin. Interesting, interesting, <laughs> because McLaurin's going off the ankle, but he had another week to get better, and he's got a guy who loves right. to throw the deep ball. Jason Campbell, who's your X-Factor guy? And I can't believe none of y'all said Logan Thomas, man. Uh, you know, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy going to be pivotal in this game because the blitzes that they're going to throw at, throw at uh, Washington's offense tonight, who's the first person to get the ball out to versus a blitz tight end? Mm-hmm. I think Logan Thomas is part of the offense tonight, especially uh, in this type of game. And, yeah. you know, just because they fight, they're linebacker. So, you know, I, I like the matchup with Logan. You know, he's really come along a lot this year. Uh, in every big game that Washington has needed, he has been a big part of the offense. So, you know, I think he's the guy that keeps third downs for Washington if you want to stay on the football field. Right. And uh, it doesn't mean you got to hit the field. It's just you 
that intermediate zone and uh, just get first downs, keep the chance. I'm going to go right, with right. a guy that uh, Heineke hit last week, and that's J.D. McKissick, because he's going to give Heineke, one, a safety valve that keeps drives alive and keeps, mm-hmm. as Fred says, Tom Brady off the field. Mm-hmm. He's also a guy that likes to catch the ball out of the backfield and is very shifty. I, I just I have that feeling. If, if there's a guy that, in this game that can do that, it's a guy that Tampa Bay is not looking at going, we got to stop this guy. Nobody's saying we got to stop J.D. McKissick. They're saying, let's get to Taylor Heineke. Let's stop Terry McLaurin. Well, guess what? McKissick's the guy. Having said all that, let's call the game. Jason Campbell, who wins this game and why? You can go with heart or head. Jason Campbell, what's your call? (laughs) Um, Hey, you know, my heart wants to say Washington, but... I just got to go with the experience in this one. Uh, you know, nothing against uh, you sure. know, Washington. It's just as long as the quarterback, you know, like I said, there's a third string at the start of the season. And, uh, uh, you know, he's getting his first breath of fresh air, getting a chance to play in the big game. But uh, I do think the most, well, I think it's uh, you know, like a 20, 28-17, 28-20 game. 28-17 or 28-20? I'm going to go 28 17. Jason, I can't believe you. You Benedict Arnold, how you turn your back on the family like that. All the stuff we done did for you. That house that you living in, we built for you. That's how you going to turn your back you on the You never team. pick against Washington football team. Because guess what? Because I don't pick against my family. I got uncles that steal from me. I still love them. I got nothing wrong hey, with that. I got to put my ear in just so I can hear. By the way. All right, Baker, what's your call? I'm going with the Redskins tonight. Uh, the who? All year, the who? The NFL has been about the, the underdog, man. The Washington team. Come on, team. I mean, with the Washington oh, football man. team. The Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For That's God, a dollar man. for I'm Baker. The Washington football team. I'm going with the Washington football team. And um, if you guys remember, the You Like That game came in with Kirk Cousins, man. We, we came with the biggest comeback in, in Redskins, I mean, in, in Washington's <laughs> history. Two dollars. So I'm going, I'm going with our team. Uh, we, we might get down early, but we're definitely going to come back and win this game. Uh, Heineken is going to be the MVP, uh, maybe, but we'll see. Washington for the win. I say we'll win. Um, It'll be a 24-17 game. 24-17. He goes with Washington. Fred Smoot. Mm. All right. I'm going to say what Jason Campbell said to his barber when he sat in the chair. You know, basically, this game has to be ugly. This got to be an ugly, nasty game. You understand me? And if it's a pretty game, we won't beat them in a shootout. It has to be slug out, nasty, a couple of turnovers. Uh, The running game has to be incorporated. I think we win this game. 13 to 10. Oh, I think, shit. Oh, 13 to yeah. 10. Because if we don't like keep it, it. low, like we ain't got it. a chance. Like he always it. goes low. You always go low on the score. Right, hey, we got to like keep this thing at a snail pace today. 13 to 10. 13 to 10. No action. All we right. just going to watch a game with no hey. emotional action. We just going to watch right. it. Amish, you want to pick? 2017 <laughs> yeah, Washington go. football team. Amish is going 20. We have a better kicker and punter. 
on our team. So the special team is going to help us win this game big time. For those like, who we got the better special team, Bake. We got the best special right. team. Out of He's exactly. saying best kicker. He's yeah. saying, by the way, Baker's saying best kicker. And you've been on Hopkins' ass all season long. Sugarfoot Hopkins, I ain't got he no He can't faith. say the name right. He says Hopkins. It's Hopkins. Sugarfoot Hopkins scares me to death. Listen Hopkins. to me. Hopkins. Hey. Hopkins. No, there's only Hopkins. one S. Hopkins. Right, man, it's not Hopkins, You either part of the Jenkins family or you part of the Hopkins family. You call it how you call it. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm going to oh say God. that oh my God. Tampa Bay Sell wins it. Defense plays well. Defense plays well. But it's 27. Hold on a second, Jason. 27 <laughs> to Washington's 20. That's my call. I'm just, I, I'm going with the head, not the heart. I love, look, I'm wearing sunny. I'm not going with my heart. You always go with your heart. No, I'm going with my head. Last time I seen a pass rush like the Giants, Michael Strahan looks like my D-line. I, last time I seen Tom against that, he lost. I've I, never, I, there's never been a team that you choose, like, they're going to lose to. You just, every time you we could lost put together the all-time great team and Washington football team, you would pick them to win against them. Hey, All right. No. Listen, are either of you going to be right. up for? Are, right. are either are you going to be up for post game? Any one of you guys want to come on for post game? Because Fred's busting out. I'll be around. I may, I may be a half a bottle of Casamigos. That's fine. Down, but I'm going Baker. Hey, hey, Baker, I got you the bottle. I got you the bottle, Baker. Hey, let's go, Baker. Let's go. I see oh my lord! It sounds like Fred is stripping. Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm coming to you, Bake, for post game. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna call you. Right, yeah, we're gonna do this, and I'll be drinking too. I don't care. Uh, listen, Jason Campbell, right, Chris Baker, great to see you guys. Appreciate you being here tonight. Um, I, I wish the best for the Burgundy and Gold. I know you guys do too, and we'll see what happens. It could be. I mean, listen, it's the story of the season if Taylor Heineke beats Tom Brady. No, Simple see, see Heineke not going against Tom Brady. I understand Heineke that. going against the defense. I understand defense. that. It's Tom Brady going against our defense. I feel it in the end You heard it first. I get we it. We don't win this game tonight. There you go. And Baker's showing us there the same. There you go. All right, boys. Yeah, hey, hey, it's out. It's out. Right, thank y'all for coming in, brother. Jason, make sure you do something with that head. Bake, thank you for coming back <laughs> on. Baby, let's get this thing started. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, from us here at Augie's right, in Old yeah. Town, Alexandria. Guys, thanks very much. Baker, I'm going to reach out to you, send an email. Hopefully you can read it while you're drunk. We'll do a post-game show from our house. I'll see y'all. All the listeners on Facebook and Twitter, appreciate you. We'll see you. I'm here last time for uh, Augie's, and then we'll see you guys for postgame. It is Chick Hernandez. It is Cy Fenwick, otherwise known as the Amish Man. Fred Smoot is doing the other show. 31-23, the final to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. The wild card weekend, as it were. A valiant effort, no doubt. Um, I didn't expect them to win. I did not call for them to win, and yet they still had a chance to win. I'll go over some quick numbers real quick. Cy, let's see. So Taylor Heineke, Heineke, 26 of 44, 306 yards, one touchdown, one uh, interception. Mr. Tom Brady, the GOAT, 22 of 40 for 381, two touchdowns, and no interceptions in a rating of 104. Um, but Antonio Brown scored for... Tampa Bay, Ryan Suckup had a couple of field goals, three field goals for the Buc – four field goals for the Buccaneers. So that wasn't the greatest defensive effort for Washington. I know what Burgundy and Gold Nation is going to say when they come away from this one is, hey, hey, man, we weren't supposed to be there. 
this was a, a positive one, and it was. I mean, for the most part, it was. And and kudos to to Taylor Heineke who played hurt in that second half. Uh, in that third quarter, got a little banged up. You can tell he was in pain. There's no question in my mind he yeah. went and got shut up. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go through some numbers here. On third down, uh, Washington was seven of 14. Tampa Bay was six of 14. Total net yards, 507 to 375 in favor of Tampa. Uh, rushing, 142 yards on the ground for Tampa, just 86. I say just 86 for Washington, but they were in a pass mode for much of the game. Passing, 365 for Buccaneers, 289 for Washington. Turnovers, one apiece, um, three touchdowns apiece. Field, field goals, big difference there. Four for four for Tampa Bay, yeah. one for one uh, for Washington. Out of possession, basically a two-and-a-half-minute difference there. There is Chris Baker, the touchdown maker. Uh, he joins us. Um, so bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many of you, how many of you had? Really, is the question. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me go grab the bottle real quick. Let me show you. Okay. Yeah, yeah you got to get the bottle. You need so, the bottle. If you don't know, Chris Baker played for the Washington franchise for a good couple of years. Undrafted guy came in, played really well, earned himself a career in the national. Oh my! I, that was that thing full oh, at the man. beginning. I hope not. Yes, it was the Casamigos. Oh. Oh. oh, good lord! Oh my goodness! Yeah, good. I was doing really good, man. And Heineken <laughs> was doing his thing, man. I, I thought yeah, we had yeah. it, man. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you still you, you had a chance yep. to win at the end. Tyler Heineke comes up with he got wailed. He got a neck. You know he went into that locker room and got a little zip zip on it. That's what I Came said. I said Tordal is a hell of a drug, man. No question. He was in pain, but he played well. Look, in the in the in the end, they weren't supposed to be where they were with a chance to win the game in the wild card weekend. They weren't supposed to be there when you consider going through their fourth quarterback, almost their fifth. No question about it, to be man. There, so. That's why I just tweeted out, man. I'm proud of the squad. They had a hard-fought game. You know, no one expected them to be where they are right now. And their future is bright. We got one of the youngest teams in the NFL. So as long as the guys stick together, stay healthy, and, and don't have a good offseason, you know, I, I can't see why we can't, you know, continue to build off of this. No question. Um, the defense has been good all season long. I don't know. Maybe you do. Was it just uh, just the man-on-man battle they won tonight, Tampa? Because Yo, I feel I didn't like feel like, I they, feel like yeah, I feel like Tampa won the one-on-one battles. Uh, Donovan Smith played a hell of a game. You know, he pretty much eliminated Chase Young today. With Chase Young not being able to affect the quarterback, um, I think Payne really had a good a good game pushing the pocket. You know, anytime you get two sacks as an interior lineman, that's that's really impressive. So you know, I, I was happy with his play, but you know, we just came up short. You know, but their offensive line played better than our defensive yeah. line. And I, and I was really shocked at, at, at how conservative our defense was. I mean, yeah, even though, you know, you you kind of don't want to blitz veteran quarterbacks because you, you kind of get beat on the blitz a lot. I expected more um, pressure just on Brady. Like, he had so much time with four guys rushing and sitting in his zone. He just – he could he could pick that apart all day. I, I, I know I, – I just thought from the start of the game that we'll be double-A guy blitzing, you know, just showing him different yeah. looks, you know, but – when we did blitz, it was like the corner was coming from three yards off the line of scrimmage, and it had no effect when we did blitz because he got rid of the ball quick and he yep. the blitz when it was coming. You know, so what do you think of Chase Young's performance? Um, you know, it's a learning experience. You know, he's played great all year, but 
like I said again, Donovan Smith had a hell of a game today. And he pretty much eliminated Chase Young from making any plays. I, I don't think he had a tackle today. He probably had like one pressure all game. And then when he got hurt, you know, he, he had to pull himself out of the game. But even before he got hurt, he was pretty much a non-factor um, in the game. You know, and that's credit right, to, me, to Donovan Smith and their office. Do you think that anything that Chase Young said before the game could have affected that? Or do you think that this was probably the result that was no. going to happen regardless? Hell no. That's just the result of the game. Yeah. You know, people going to talk all day, every day. Donovan was just a better man today. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he, he got it. He had his number today. He had his number today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, in the end, as I was telling Side beforehand, there's no way this team should have been where they were, and yet they were. So you lost in the first round of the playoffs in a, in a playoffs that you weren't supposed to really be in. I know, I know that you were the best in your division. A division that sucked royal butt, but they weren't supposed to be there when you look at the, where they were at, at the beginning of the season with a new coach and a quarterback situation that was ever-evolving. If I am a Washington football team fan, I am not depressed when I wake up tomorrow. I'm saying, you know what, dude? Y'all ball. They never, ever quit in a game, which has been a hallmark of this team the last couple of years under certain and, and that's what and that's what I felt you know just as a former player you know I'm always going to root for the Washington football <laughs> team even with Heineken it was like damn like we started off slow but you know the, the team just never stopped fighting and we we was in it to the the last drive and you would never yeah. have expected that from our third or fourth string quarterback and we damn near was on our fifth string quarterback unbelievable he came yeah. in there and played his ass off, and that's all you can ask for. You know, I wish our, our wide receivers had a little bit of a better day because we dropped a lot oh, of you know, easy, easy catches that uh, could have helped our quarterback play even better. And, you know, looking back, you wish that the running game worked a little bit better. I don't really feel like we ran the ball as much as uh, – well, as effectively as I, as I would have mm-hmm. liked to see, you know, a playoff team do it. Um, yeah. But, you know – Credit to, to to Tampa Bay, they came out and played their asses off. And True. Tom Brady is a great quarterback, and you can't beat a quarterback uh, like Tom Brady when you're dropping passes the way we drop passes today. But right. the guys went on there and played their asses off, and that's all you can ask for. All right, so put yourself as a teammate uh, in that locker room tonight. Um, we saw Chase Young go out on the field last week to Taylor Heineke and say, "Hey, dude, you know you're you're balling. You're on that." Team, you walk into that locker room. What do you say to Taylor Heineke? A uh, hell of a game. Great job, man. We 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 didn't expect you to do this, but you hung in there. And you you fought hard. You know you got hurt and you came back. And that's all we can ask for is for you to be the toughest player and the best player that you can be. And today you you showed that you're a true warrior. Uh, I felt like he had a great audition for every 32 teams that was watching. Right. So right. you know, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he helped himself out a lot. Um, I was looking at Will Blackman. Uh, he tweeted out that we found the new Brian Fitzpatrick of the league, and that's what I feel like he played like today. You know, you can never get rid of, of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. No matter where he goes, he always seems a way to, right. to find a way to uh, win games and come in there as a backup and turn things around. So, you know, hopefully Heineken has a great career, you know, but this is a great start to it. I wonder how many bottles of his own wine Will Blackman got into tonight. Yeah. Right, I don't know. He probably got into a few. <laughs> I was hoping Heineken won the game and then Heineken would be able to put him in a commercial or something. <laughs> exactly right. No question. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think he is, he has definitely earned himself 
a a serious look for any team. Uh, I I don't know why Ron Rivera would, would get rid of him. He's the perfect stopgap. I don't know what they do at the quarterback position because you'll have a 37-year-old Alex Smith next year. The leg will be better. The calf will be better, but he'll be 37, and he's not a Tom Brady 37, mind you. Well, um, I don't know what they do there. I feel like he'll be okay. You know, like this offseason was – um, like any other, it, it wasn't like any other off season that we ever had, you know. And so he, the things that you could have worked on in camp, we really didn't really have a camp to really work those kinks out and to get that leg yeah. sound and really be able to test it the way that you would normally test in their normal camp. So hopefully, with the, uh, a good off season, knowing that he could still play, um, hopefully this off season he'll um, respond better to the treatment, to the working out as hard as I, I know he works his ass off because there's no way he can come back from an injury. In the yeah. And they still have having a hard work. They still have Kyle Allen so, uh, too, you know, who we know Rivera yeah, likes. Still got Kyle Allen. You know, he, he got hurt as soon as he got in, but you know that, that that's the nature of the NFL. It's, it's the sure. survival of the fittest. So, you know, you just got to be able to stay healthy. And that's, that's kind of like what killed this, this year, which is, you know, Alex, he did come back and have a great comeback, but, you know, he just wasn't able to stay healthy, and that's the hardest thing in the NFL to do is to stay healthy, you know. Uh, there's no question Alex Smith gets comeback player of the year in the National Football League. Right. Is, is Ron Rivera up for coach of the year? I don't know. I mean, he, he definitely had a hell of a, a hell of a year coming in as a first-year coach and having to deal with that first he had to deal with at quarterback, which, you know, is the most important position mm-hmm. on it any NFL and, team to win the NFL, I mean, it's win the division, you know, that's a hell of an accomplishment, you know what I mean? So uh, I think he's definitely in the discussion. And and while battling cancer, by the way, which while battling cancer, you, you, can't, you can't overlook that, but yeah. you know, uh, I feel like you know, it's kind of hard to overlook what Buffalo did this year and what Absolutely. Kansas City did too, you know what I mean? Andy Reid has yeah. been at for a long time. You can't give the end because uh, he's coming off. He's coming off a Super Bowl victory. That ain't happening. Right, but it's years. still it's still hard to you know only lose two games in the in I understand the NFL season. No, no matter if you're coming off and being that you just won the Super Bowl, you're getting the best of every team because everyone wants to beat the Super Bowl winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to continue to find different ways to win a game, you know, he, you can't keep him out of the the coaching discussion. And then right. the, the the turnaround that was in Buffalo, you know. You, you can't overlook that either. You know, they haven't made the playoffs in I don't know how many years. It's been forever, and, yeah. Right, and they finally had a win after like 25, 30 years, so you, you can't That's overlook amazing. that either. Yeah, my, boy, <laughs> my Maryland guy, Stefan Diggs, had another big day for the – Had a hell of a day. Uh, Buffalo hell of a Bills. Day. With the Bruce well, the Almighty Cleats. We got a chance to uh, – with the Bruce Almighty Cleats, yes. Um, the best, <laughs> one of the best parts of this weird, wacky season was we got a chance to – you know, the miracle of technology, a lot of shows being done on Zoom, got a chance to reconnect with guys like you. So, Bake, man, it's, it's great to see you. Um, who knows what me and Smoot are going to do. So obviously, Smoot's doing something else tonight. The guy just bolted yeah, he, he probably, probably He probably so, got three bourbons in. He probably three glasses he of went for the, he, Oh, he's he more, he's more from the football than team. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to uh, connect with you, Chris Baker. <laughs> great to see you. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to do some stuff in the future, man. And I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> All right, that's Chris Baker, a big swaggy former Washington footballer. <laughs> um, and we'll figure out what we're going to do with Chicken Smooth. So for uh, the Amish man, Cy Fenwick, soon to be betrothed on October 2nd, 2021. Yep. And for the 
missing in action. CIA searching down one Frederick Smoot. I'm Steve Hernandez. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.